Welcome everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the High Frequency Kicks podcast, available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, how you doing? I'm, I've been better. I've been better. Yeah, you mentioned <laughs> that actually. Uh, do, you want, do you want to talk about that or you want to just kind of keep going? <laughs> let's move along. Let's not, move I don't along. want to get into it. It's a negative energy. Let's stay positive. Yeah. Let I'll me show you that. my Bruce Lee shirt because I thought we were going to wear Bruce yeah. Lee shirts today. I'm so, I can get my shirt and just show it, but I really want to wear this shirt today. Okay, well, show us your turtle shirt. Okay, I got... Very nice, very nice. Yeah, it's got the old action figures, which I 100% had as a kid. Oh, that's what it is? It's like pictures of yeah. the action figures? It's the pictures of like the original action figures, and like I 100% had these figures as a kid. Um, it's like in the pose that they, like the classic pose that you see in a lot of, uh, of, of promo art for the old cartoon. So, yeah. That's so funny. I thought it was just like animated, like an animation. Nah, it's like the it's actual like like figures. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I am wearing my Bruce Lee pendant though. Nice. And sure where did how, you get how, that? How... It was very pretty. Uh, f- from the Bruce Lee store. Bruce Lee.com. Nice. shop.brucelee.com if you want to go just straight to the store but brucelee.com shows you like the actual like everything the rest of the website nice. um you want to talk about uh before we get into our actual topic do you want to talk about our our fun analytics that we were talking about before that we're playing with oh yeah what what did it say so for those for those who who maybe have noticed, our podcast used to be hosted on it, the actual podcast website was on a Podbean website. Um, Podbean is just the distributing distributor servers that we use to get our podcast out there. Um, we recently changed after the last podcast, or actually just before the last podcast, because the last podcast was already on this new service. But we changed from Podbean to Anchor. Um, nothing really wrong with Podbean. No real complaints with it. But for our purposes, for what we needed. Um, there were a few things that we needed that we wanted to have that weren't there. Um, that were well, that were there or behind paywall. And since we're not making money on this podcast as of yet, um, for ourselves, we need to find something that had a little more, a few more features that weren't behind a paywall. So we're using Anchor. One of those features is some really good analytics that that we have uh, available to us now. Uh, and one thing that I thought was really funny was. Uh, this doesn't include analytics on YouTube. However, it seems like our YouTube um, views is much lower than everywhere else combined. Uh, most of our most of our listeners are actually audio only listeners. Well, we should um, we should wear more scandalous outfits, maybe. Maybe I could show some skin. Show my clavicle. Come at show my me, clavicle YouTube. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good, some good clavicle action. Um, I'll wear a, I was going to wear my blue, my Bruce Lee shirt next time, but I could wear like something low cut maybe. <laughs> a nice, a nice V neck. Okay. V-neck. We'll ask Shelby um, first though. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get my wife is uh, the, um, my, my, my uh, costume department to help me out with that. Get some scandalous outfits. But, um, what I found interesting was actually our viewership is 80% in the United States. Um, and only 17% in Canada. Uh, and oddly enough, 2% in Germany. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Apparently, I- I'm assuming it's like one person in Germany that like 
accidentally stumbled upon the podcast <laughs> and maybe like clicked it by accident. Like it wasn't even our purpose. Um, but apparently there's s- someone, I'm guessing one person, maybe more, but it's 2%. So pretty low. But s- someone in Hesse in Germany, I'm not sure where Hesse is. I don't, I've never heard of that. H-E-S-S-E. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Okay, shout out to Hesse. Hesse. But yeah, no, 80% of our listeners are actually in the United States. Uh, majority of those are in Washington. So, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. I appreciate I that. distinguished Washington. Yeah. Mm. Washington. Mm. I'm assuming that's Washington State, not Washington, D.C., by the way. Uh, I mean, yay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Whatever. Hi, U.S. <laughs> Good job. Good save. Um... But yeah, no, I thought that was really interesting that, so we, didn't, we now have actual analytics. We can actually get a little more information on the people who are listening to our podcast, what kind of services you're listening on or devices you're listening on, um, just so that we have a better idea of how people consume our podcast and how best to tailor what we do so that people enjoy it. So uh, thanks for listening to everyone that is. Um, hope you stick around and we're going to, you know, hopefully, hopefully use this to... Uh, further make further increase the uh quality of our content so i thought that was really cool i i checked the analytics like far too often at this point because i just thought it was really cool watching like numbers go up and down and things happening i was like oh man people actually listen to this this is cool my web designer always bugs me to do that and i'm like eh. <laughs> to look at your analytics yeah i'm just like i can't be bothered it's super it's super i mean there's definitely value in it but um, I, I understand. Sure. It just never happens. <laughs> I'm sure that for me, this will be like, like when you get a new toy, I'll be like super fascinated by the numbers for the first little while, and eventually I'll just be like, yeah, there's numbers there, yeah. Um, but for now, I am super invested in this. Um, anyway, that was really cool. So yeah, uh, we can move on now. I'm just, I'm, I'm done geeking out over that. <laughs> Okay, should we start? Okay, I definitely want to throw out some spoilers while we talk about this movie. So, well, I'm going to issue a spoiler alert. Are we talking about just that movie, or do you want to talk about the genre in general, starting with or focusing on that film? Uh, yeah, sure, that works. I don't know. I, I mentioned it. It was your. I think uh, you you came up with the idea of martial arts comedy as the topic. And around yeah. the same time is as a film that I had wanted to talk about last time that I totally forgot about um, was coming out as well, and so uh, we both watched it, and, and I enjoyed and it. And we both and, and we both paid money to watch it. I did, paid money. <laughs> that, that's a rare occurrence. Yeah, like that's how you know. Like I care. <laughs> Not true. I, I I actually I pay for like everything, honestly. Yeah. So I'll I'll but. say I'll say like I'll start off by saying it was definitely mm. worth the money. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, Piper should, should Tigers. Should we mention the name I- of the movie? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Paper Good Tigers. Job. Yeah, the Paper Tigers. Awesome movie. Um, so yeah, so you, you're saying... Why what? was it called Paper Tigers? Um, I can look that up. Huck, but I was waiting for an explanation in the movie, and maybe I missed it. I don't know. Anyways, it's about these I, guys I'm assuming, who were like... Yeah group a group of guys who trained kung fu back in the day growing up and then they they 
had a falling out. They had a falling out, and then they come back together as like middle-aged men mm-hmm. slash dads, and it's hilarious. It is. Hilarious. Yeah, the is funny. Yeah, yeah. The the thirty years later, they haven't done any martial arts in the time, and it's it's, it's funny watching them be like, "Oh yeah, I can do this. Crack my knee." <laughs> uh, the, like the one guy has got like the constant knee issues. Just like you. I thought it was funny. Did you relate hard my, to that guy? My knee issues aren't that bad. I do have, I will admit, I do have a torn cartilage in my knee for which I wear a knee brace and I am procrastinating getting surgery on to fix because I, I don't actually have a reason why I just am. I think, I think a good excuse right now is like, why go to a hospital right now if you don't really need to? Right, sure. I mean, right, this exact moment, you're correct. However, this has been an issue since I was 18. And I, am I tried to help you, but whatever. Very far from that now. <laughs> but uh, mine isn't like I'm actually able to still do everything that I would normally do, even with my knee injury. I just had to wear a, a knee brace. Um, I cannot find why the name is Paper Tigers. I'm assuming just because like, I mean, the characters were called the Three Tigers, or the, their their pseudonym, their group name of the three main characters. They called themselves the Three Tigers. And I'm assuming paper because, you know, it's 30 years later, they haven't done martial arts, uh, and uh, they're, they're a bit fragile at this point. So they're, they're tigers made of paper. That's a, that's a, good, that's a good theory. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The, the one I came up with was because they're the tigers on paper, but not necessarily in life anymore. Or not like the tangible tigers anymore. Right. I, that, All that you really have is the reputation left. Yeah. Which they did. They tried to play on a lot. Um, no, I love the movie. I thought it was great. I thought it was super fun. Um, had some really good. Um, the three main actors I'm not familiar with, but they had some other um, some other people in the film that that. Uh, are are more well known or you're not well known i guess but but that i am familiar with at least as far as martial arts comedy and content is concerned um master ken being one of them if anyone's ever seen uh, enter the dojo show yeah and he's um, totally master ken in that movie and it was awesome he's, he's yeah he does a good job of like playing a slightly toned down version of master ken but like it's it's funny, it's good. I loved his character. Uh, I'm trying to remember his um, Matthew Page. That's his that's his actual name. Uh, Did you notice that every time Master Ken was on camera, if he was like doing a sharp movement, they they added a sound. No, I didn't notice that. They had, there's like subtle moments where he he'd like turn his head and be like. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no, I never. I did not I, catch that. That's something I noticed because that's like a common that's a common thing in Xena. And if people mm. have heard our other podcasts, I'm a huge Xena fan. And just like every single movement, yeah, a little bit. And every single movement she does, it's like whoosh. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, to, it's I yeah, really it's, need to rewatch that show. It's totally unnecessary and awesome. Yeah, and it, <laughs> and that <laughs> and that happened in Paper Tigers for sure. Oh. I did not did have to watch it because I did not catch it. Did you notice the 
Easter egg of the guy from Karate Kid? No, now, I, feel, I didn't. I didn't. The, I didn't Google is, it to back it up, but I'm like ninety percent sure that's what happened. This is the problem. Like, this is the problem watching like like watching movies with film people, right? Because like you will catch things that I do not catch because you actually work in film. It's same watching movies with my wife because she works in film, and she catches things that I just don't see. Them like she'll, she'll talk about something. It's like what are you talking about? Like I'm not. I'm not okay, seeing it, that. it was the waiter. It was the waiter in the restaurant is the bully from Karate Kid 2. Karate Kid 2 or Karate Kid 3? Is he? No, Karate Kid 2. And he's like, and he's, and at the I, end I of the movie, he's like, he's like, oh, if you guys need someone else in your club, I know karate. Okay, so that, that, that scene makes so much more sense now that he's knowing that. Yeah, like, otherwise it's just like a really kind of cringy moment i guess like it's, <laughs> Which, it's, i feel like that's what they're going for primarily but maybe i'm wrong yeah well no it's totally like a dry cringy kind of sense of humor in the movie yeah which which i enjoy but yeah Me that's too. but yeah that that mo- i'm pretty sure that was that guy oh that's funny i did not did not catch that no um it, uh, the other the other guys in that I thought that uh, were in that film that uh, two of the guys from Marshall Club. Um, yes, yes, that was exciting. So, um, Andy Lee and Brian Lee, who are like the two main guys, and there's also Andy Ma, who wasn't wh- who's also part of Marshall Club but wasn't in the film. But Andy and Brian Lee, who are brothers, um, and are part of the Marshall Club YouTube page, a uh, YouTube channel, um, which. I'm a fan of. You should definitely check them out. I'm fairly confident that we've referenced them before. Yeah, um, and they're on Instagram they, as well. Yeah, exactly. And well, they they have their own like Andy's Andy Lee's Instagram is just called Marshall Club Official, whereas his brother Brian has his own. It's like Brian Demon Wolf, I think, is his Instagram. Um, but yeah, like they're for me, their their content is some of the stuff that's inspired me to try and make my own martial arts content because. Uh, it's exactly the kind of humor and style and stuff that I like and that I want to create. But it's really cool seeing them and seeing uh, seeing those guys gain some popularity and some uh, uh, some work in this because they're super good martial artists and super funny. Yeah, and, and it makes me feel good that like just posting your little stunts online can amount to something like that. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure, and I'm sure they'll keep like we'll keep seeing them in movies and stuff. I hope so. There was after um, from being in this and then and being online, yeah. Yeah, there was. I did see when for the Shang Chi movie uh, for, that's coming out now. When they first started doing the casting, I know there were some. I'd seen some posts online of people trying to get trying to make like a hashtag started and a petition petition for lack of a better term started um, to get Andy Lee from Marshall Hub cast as the the titular character for Shang Chi, um, which that would be really cool. But uh, obviously oh, they yeah. went with with um, Simu. I can't remember his name now. The guy that the the guy that is cast is the lead character. But um, well, they do need to if like for the lead role, they do kind of need to think about acting before martial true, arts ability. Acting. I mean, like I think that from from what the kind that he has produced, Andy Lee, I think is a decent actor. He is not. A veteran actor by any means he's not experienced in a lot of that he doesn't have the notoriety to carry the lead role not notoriety but the the popularity you know, the the renown yet to carry a lead role probably and that's probably part of what played in it but uh, his martial arts ability is 
Uh, certainly not to be questioned. Um, and like I said, like, they're, they're funny. I love their content too. Like they, so many of the, the videos they do, like they've done videos like, uh, you know, comparing like how martial artists do daily chores versus the average person. So they'll have like, you know, video of them just like washing clothes whatever and they'll cut to like how martial artists wash clothes and it's like using the clothes as nunchucks and like swinging them around and just like just goofy ass shit that's like really funny i'm pretty sure um, they stole that from batman forever remember batman forever okay there's this scene from trying. hang on where robin is doing laundry and that's how he's doing laundry yes like, yes i remember that now yeah <laughs> i think that was batman and batman and robin not batman forever that's why i was confused Batman Forever is where Robin shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't question me on my shitty Batman era trivia. I'm Googling it now because I'm super confident <laughs> that he's not in that one. He Batman is in that one. Forever. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm definitely thinking of a different Batman film. Yeah, Batman. You know, you're right. What I am know. I thinking of? But you're thinking of Batman and Robin, but they're no, already no, no, established yeah. at that point. So Batman no, Forever thinking, is with the Flying Graysons, and they introduce yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, and no, then no, you're, you're 100 right. I was thinking for some reason Batman Forever was the one with um, Penguin. That's Batman Returns. No, you're right. That's absolutely. That's, I just I got the names wrong. I was thinking that Forever was the one with with Penguin, and Batman and Robin was this one. I realize this information is totally not important, but as a Tim Burton fan, I'm highly offended right now. <laughs> Sorry. Tim Burton made the Penguin ones. I'm very familiar with that. Yeah. That that I know. I just got the names mixed up. All right. Fine. Small mistake. I accept. Anyway. Um, if we weren't in different provinces, I would fight you. You have a sparring match? I'll come back to Winnipeg for a sparring match. I'll kick you in the crippled knee. My knee's not that bad. It's, 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 it's okay. <laughs> not, it really yet, is not. not yet, anyways. Not yet. As soon as I get a family doctor in Quebec, which takes forever, I'm going to get my knee actually fixed. You mean a um, family doctor? Yeah. The doctor. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, uh, Paper Tigers, though, is a fantastic film. Uh, it's definitely got... It's it's actually got more heart to it than I expected. Like, I was really expecting just, like, just 100%, like, goofy, silly martial arts. It's actually, like, a really well-written story. Um, really good heart and and senti- sentimentality, emotion to it, I guess, but... Yeah, um, yeah and also, and, like, like, on that note, I thought... It was very, like, the main character especially is, like, more realistic. Because I feel like there's a lot of movies where, like, the main mm-hmm. character is always just, like, this hero with bad luck. But this guy's, like, yeah. he's kind of a he's kind of a jerk. He is. <laughs> and, but, like, he's and like, then, but, and I don't know, sometimes I appreciate that. Like, I was watching Maleficent the other mm-hmm. day, and I was like, she's kind of a jerk, and I, and I like that. And that's the point of that kind of movie. It's, like, yeah. it's, it's, like, it's more realistic when the character has you know an even an even amount of good and evil qualities because sure. that's how a, a real person is i guess mm-hmm. well, that's fair um yeah no he's absolutely like 
uh, again because we're because we've already said we're gonna spoil the film so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be concerned talking about this so yeah like he's not he's not a great father he's sort of trying he is trying but he's not good at it um and uh yeah they just like kind of ditches his kid back at his mom's place when he's supposed to like <laughs> go to uh where were they gonna go magic land yeah i think that's some what it was some called. some theme park called magic land i'm not sure if that's a real place or not but you know, gonna go to the theme park. Gets a call from work, so they like, just get at home, goes to work, and then like the next day, and they're gonna go to Magic Land again. And then nope, this just get off to go to his old Sifu's funeral. See, um, this is why I don't which, have a kid because I would totally do these things. <laughs> Be like, oh, gotta work. So? Peace. <laughs> I like working. That's why. <laughs> Man, I have a love hate relationship with working, <laughs> but you know. That's a, that's a discussion for another time for not being recorded. Um, uh, but yeah, like, yeah, he's he's got some, like, bad qualities to him that makes him... I think all three of them do. All three of the main characters. The... The the, the middle guy. There's, there's, there's... Man, I'm gonna be honest here. I don't remember any of the characters' names now. I'm suddenly blanking I don't think I everyone. ever knew their names. Like, when I'm watching it, I, I think about halfway Danny. through the so, movie... I'll, I was like, no. like I don't even know their names. I did. Danny is the main guy, because they, they kept calling him Danny Eight Hands when they were teenagers. Oh he was yeah. So fast he had eight hands. So there's Danny Eight Hands. Um, who I think it I is. I want a martial Sorry. arts name. Uh, Sam Anklebiter. <laughs> Ankle puncher. Fine. Punch those uncles. <laughs> Um, you know, we'll, we'll have to think about it. We'll have to think about some more short names for you and I. You can That's be fair. the walking staff. <laughs> Not inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to think about it. We'll think about some names. But anyway, characters' names, movies. So there's Danny, who's the main guy. There was Hing, who was the the guy that the the the, the guy that kept joking about how to gain weight, um, who was bald. And then Jim was the black guy. I like how yeah. when Master Ken stole the toupee off the bald guy, he like used it as a as a token. He like yeah. tied it to his sword or something. To, to <laughs> so the end of the spear, yeah. Well yeah, I love like he's got he got it in like the next scene, he's like pruning the, the wig on the spear as he's talking, <laughs> just like fixing it and pruning it and made it all pretty and nice. Yeah, his character yeah, was amazing. Was so I loved like, I loved too like in that scene too where he's he's talking and boasting and and um, his teachers basically um, bring him down a notch and he's you know all proud of himself and his, and his teacher is like you're not that good and he's just there with a spear and like prunes the prunes the twi- the the wig uh, again a little more is like I am that good. <laughs> like, just, yeah, he's so good at playing that character of like really boastful but also like really soft ego really sensitive character <laughs> yeah it was um, so good he was definitely was my fave yeah no that was great i love that guy um the the comedy is great like it like you said it's really dry um um kind of cringy <laughs> awkward comedy but it's funny like if you're into that stuff it's, it's there for you um, and well, but also what I also appreciate about this one is that 
And you don't get this a lot. It had like very accurate kung fu information and techniques. It did, yeah. No, there was some good uh, some good knowledge. Like there. so, like a lot of times they play fast and loose with the information, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, like like yeah. The only thing that was unrealistic that way was the choreography, but it but it's got to be unrealistic because it's because it's more fun that way. Right, and but, this but, one too. But yeah, I know the actual it, like the techniques were like good, and then when he's like talking to his son about mm. about kung fu and stuff, it's just like, yeah, it was all it was all legit information. Yeah, well, and they have the training too. They, when they show them as teenagers training with their shifu and and you know doing like things that I would conceivably see some of our instructors and our shifus doing with us, like the the horse dance, you know, up onto a onto a block or they're using paint buckets, right? Stepping onto a thing for balance, up into the crane stance, uh, down into your horse. Uh, a lot of those things I could see our instructors actually doing with us. Um, so yeah, like, like very, very good display of realism with a very good homage to like the classic martial arts films from like the old days, um, as far as fight scenes are concerned. Um, with, you know, some uh some funny over the top like the a like hing's um acupuncture stuff where like anytime someone's passed out he just like does like the the punch the slide the like oh, yeah. funny <laughs> motions on the back to like bring them back and I, I did love that every time we did that it was like come back and like that gasp with like that that weird like gong sound and i was like <gasps> <laughs> yeah that was that was funny like the over-the-top uh, traditional acupuncture martial arts, you know, mythology knowledge there was really funny. And and also not to, well, I was going to say not to bring up Master Ken again, but <laughs> I always want to talk about Master Ken. But he's like... He's funny. He he does like, like before he fights the guys, he he like does his form, he does his stance form. Yes. Right? And he does all the different animals. And then I'm like, we have that. We do that. <laughs> but, yep. like, not quite, but basically exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, no, we had, there's absolutely a form where you're just going through 13 stances and just doing all three, all 13 of them. But, no, I love I loved that scene, too. And they too. all have animal names. One. Yeah. No, I, I loved, I loved, like, as he's, like, going through it, like, super pumped up and super energized and doing all the animal forms, and the rest of the guys are just, like, just, just waiting one, it out. One of the stances was, like, dang, okay, I can't remember. There was one that was, like, really ridiculous. Yeah, I think, I feel like they really exaggerated the names a lot for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the names. Comedy was great in that film. It was fantastic. Um, martial arts was great. Uh, really well done. The story was good. I, I, I don't have a complaint with this film. Like, I really don't. Uh, yeah. It was good I, length. I, like, it wasn't like... It didn't end too soon. It didn't drag on. I don't know. It was a good film. Oh, man. The intense guy they got to fight at the end. Like, the hitman. Yeah. Like, it was a super that, serious, super good fight. That guy... That guy was so intense. Like... And, like, okay, all their natural ability just comes wafting back when they got to fight this guy. I'm like, okay, if that guy's, like, so good, he's a hitman. Like, he would just annihilate them. But still, it was, I, was still I was still into it. Obviously, still, they got to yeah, win. I mean, 
yeah, obviously you got to have your your Deus Ex Machina in there where they all they just it all comes back just because it has to for the story. <laughs> but I did love like between rounds, like he's like trying to get himself psyched up, and like every time that they're like psyching him up, and he's there and he's panicking, and he's like, okay, no, I got this, I got this, and it comes back to him, and he's doing something like super badass, and he's like, nope, nope, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. Like, whether it's, like, him doing the push-ups or him just, like, grabbing bricks and just, like, smashing bricks. Oh, yeah. He's, just, like, like, holding every it time like between, he's, like, <laughs> Yeah, every time between rounds, he's, like, doing something badass. And, one, and then Danny's just, like, freaking out. And it was, just, it was funny. I loved it. But, uh, yeah, like, it's, it was one of the better martial arts comedies that I've seen. Um, yeah, and it's, like, a long-format sure. version of a lot of, um, like, funny stuff you see online nowadays mm-hmm. such yeah. as no, took- faster kit like, who we've mentioned a million times yeah but like yeah he's got like master kid stuff is great but like I, w- I don't know that i'd watch an hour and a half long movie of just at the dojo maybe i would i don't know i think we basically did did we? i guess we did <laughs> but with, another, with more of a another- story yeah, another one I want to shout out, though, is because uh, Master Ken always reminds me of Rex Kwando. <laughs> Rex Kwando from Napoleon Dynamite. Good call. Good that's, call. That's like one of my favorite parts in that movie. It's hard to pick favorite parts because that movie's gold. But mm. like the Rex Kwando scene, it's like total Master Ken vibes. Absolutely. And, yeah, I just appreciate it. I feel like that that scene probably... Um, calls to to you and I more just because of our martial arts background. Like we have such a, oh, yeah. a stronger connection to that scene. Oh yeah, and, and then might. it's like, and it's so funny. It's like especially funny because it's like he's just teaching the exact opposite of what one is supposed to teach or what one actually yes. learns. And then mm-hmm. and it's so good. But it's it's kind of like that cliche version of martial arts that people just assume that you do when you tell them that you're into that <laughs> yeah no absolutely like the it uh that scene fits with these uh standard comments that you'll get from someone when they're like oh you do martial arts um so yeah that that's i feel, I feel like that's probably why we have such, such a connection to that one yeah it's just it's yeah it's just an exaggerated version of it's it's that meme like what people what I actually do and what people think I do you know. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's what it is. Yeah, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. You know what else? Uh, another movie that that um, Paper Tigers is better than uh, Jujitsu. Oh, you mean like every other movie? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> this one had actual kung fu in it. <laughs> it did. It had actual fight scenes that were actually choreographed by someone. Um, sorry, I had, to, I had to throw in a jab at jujitsu. Um, well, we can't forget about the terribleness of jujitsu. That is jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, no, I try as I might. You're correct. I cannot forget about it. Um, I'm trying to think of like other martial arts comedy that I'm really like. Obviously. Would you would you qualify like I'm wearing a Ninja Turtles shirt because I thought it was really topical and also I just bought this shirt recently and I love it. Um, yeah, it's very white. Uh, it's very white. Yeah, much like myself. Um, <laughs> in case you haven't noticed, 
would you qualify uh, TMNT as martial arts comedy? I think so, yeah. Yeah? It's like, it's another, another case where, like, if you actually read the comics, especially the original comics, like, there's actually a good story to them. Um, but it, it's hard to get past the fact that you are reading a story about four anthropomorphic turtles that do ninjutsu. Um, that that <laughs> you, you can't take that away from that. You can't leave that without that in your mind being like, yeah, no, that was definitely a comedy. I think the funniest um, part about Ninja Turtles is the fact that someone thought it up in their head, thought, yeah, that's a good idea, let's roll with it, and that it became so popular. Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman. Okay. It's like... Are the two, it, the two it's guys It's like if you try that. to think about it before it existed. It's like, mm-hmm. these giant turtles live in the ground and come out and fight people, and also they love pizza. Like, and... Yeah, and they each have different weapons. Like, it's... I don't know. It's just, like, such a strange concept. And then the fact that it's gotten... That it's been so popular for so long is, like, hilarious to me. The, um... There's a little backstory on that, if you're curious. The original drawing... I forget which one of the two of them did this drawing. Uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. But the original drawing was, like, a less human-looking turtle. It was just basically kind of like a turtle that was on his hind legs. And it had the mask on. And it was just like it was just a goofy drawing they just did for whatever reason. I, I think it was like just like girls just like doodling because he was an artist. But it was just like basically a turtle on his back legs with a mask on, and the nunchucks weren't really being used. They were like tied to the forearm. Um, so he just had like nunchucks there, and he's just like, yeah, it's a ninja turtle because that's what artists do. Uh, living with an artist and having a lot of artist friends, I can confirm that artist brains they get an idea and they just put it on paper because they can. Um, so yeah, he just drew this picture, and they were like, they kind of played with it, and they rolled, they, they rolled that idea around for a bit until they had had what became the, the, the comic. But yeah, it was just like a silly doodle that they just ran with. And the <laughs> popularity actually became because uh, when they went to print it, there was, I forget if there was an error with the printer, or there wasn't any of the normal stock for the, the normal comic book size. So it actually had to be printed on larger stock, which meant that comic shops it couldn't fit in the normal, the normal display shelf where it would normally be hit, kind of hidden at the back because it was a brand new comic, it was an indie comic, it was this little like whatever thing. So it wouldn't have been seen normally had the had this error not happened and had it been printed on normal stock. But because it had to be printed on larger stock, it had to be put on a separate shelf where it was basically front and center. You couldn't not see it. And so people came in and saw this comic about for Ninja Turtles and I was like yeah that sounds goofy I'm going to pick that up uh, and so if, if it hadn't been for that it probably wouldn't have gained uh, popularity at all huh that's yeah. interesting interesting little tidbits that like yeah just got popular because of a printing error and had to be on different stock than normal yeah just by chance that one little detail that's hilarious yeah no it's I, I love little things like that another Actually, one I've, I've, oh sorry what no well, I was, I was going to actually, there's um, something about the development of the Paper Tigers film I actually wanted to mention that I thought was worth noting. Um, well, we can come back to it. And, well, um, I found this really interesting that they actually, remember I was saying Warrior, or when Bruce Lee initially pitched Warrior, he was having trouble because they wanted to change the casting. Paper Tigers actually had the same same issue where it, 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 it ended up getting published by uh, indie 
uh, distributors and, and doing a lot of, they did um, some Kickstarter campaigns to get funding and stuff for the film. But they had initially, Bao Tran, who's the, the writer and the, the director, had gone to some Hollywood studios to, to uh, pitch the film. And in the film, obviously, uh, you know, he, he's Asian, and the story of Paper Tigers was meant to be uh, come an homage and a story of himself and his friends growing up as minorities, as Asian kids uh, in America, and their their passion for martial arts as as children uh, of of minority of, of of Asian descent. But again, the studios in Hollywood wanted to change that, and they wanted to take out the Asian lead and put a white lead again. Um, <laughs> Specifically, Bruce Willis, apparently, from what I'm reading uh, about this trivia. They wanted what? to replace the, the lead with Bruce Willis because reasons. They also, I'm not sure if this is all one studio or several studios or how this worked, but also apparently there was a clause that they wanted them to write in a role for Nicolas Cage, apparently. <laughs> oh, God. No. So, obviously, they stuck, they, they stuck to their morals um, and said, no, this is this is not about that. This is about being Asian, growing up Asian, and loving martial arts as an Asian kid in America, that's the story. We're Asian, that's what we're telling here. This isn't about a white guy. This is about about us. This is about our childhood, what we had what we had growing up, our experiences. Um, With the exception of his little earpiece Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, it was supposed to be about them. Was their perspective as as Asians coming up in America. Um, and again, the studio is just that, that it's being addressed. Let's, let's be honest here. It is a thing that's being addressed more and more about this kind of discrimination in, in the film industry and in Hollywood. Um, but it's still yeah, there. It doesn't, it doesn't make any logical sense why this even happens it, either. Like, like it doesn't. why? Systematic racism, I guess, for lack of a better term, like just just inherited inherited ideas, and the idea that that uh, for it to be successful, it has to be a white lead. I guess I don't know. I can't tell you for sure. I don't understand it myself. But we know it's 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 an issue that is much more um, spoken about. There's a much more knowledge about it nowadays than there used to be about this happening, about people casting male leads or. You know, Caucasian leads because over people of minority, over women, um, for the sake of sales, I guess. Yeah. Somehow that's well, supposed I'm to glad they, sales. I'm glad they stood up for themselves. Me too. Uh, this this film would not have been the film it is if they had if caved this, to those. If it had if it had one of those actors in it, it would just be another one of those random, silly action movies starring a guy who's way past his prime that everyone would right. ignore. Right. I, I wouldn't. And have, although I, I feel like it's a bit more of an, yeah, like I like it, like I do feel like it's a bit more of like an underground kind of movie, and but it's not. But it's not one of those. <laughs> it's not one of those right. starring a guy trying to get trying to get some popularity back. Like those. Like, those are doomed to fail, I feel like. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. And, like, sure, it's an indie film, and it might not make, you know, the millions of dollars that a Hollywood film would make. And maybe with a Hollywood backing, it would have made, you know, a substantial amount of money. I don't know how much they did make. Uh, I don't think that's actually... uh, It got good reception. I know that 
the reception of the film was really good. Um, this it's I know they're doing the actors doing a lot of um, touring to red carpets and things and, and showings around the U.S. Um, it's been to a lot of film festivals. It's gotten awards at film festivals. Like it's done super super good, and maybe there's with different backing behind it with Hollywood backing, it could have quote unquote done better financially. Um, I don't think they lost money. They still made money, but like it wouldn't have been the movie that is worth seeing, I guess, had, yeah. had they gone that route. Um, so I'm super happy that, that they stuck to what they had written that, you know, this is a film about them their experiences, and they, they did that. I'm super, super happy they did that um, for more reasons than I can count. But uh, I thought that was, again, an interesting thing um, worth noting about the, the development of the film. Yeah, that's awesome. Speaking of whitewashing. <laughs> Yo. Remember Kung I'm Pao? <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, you're whitewashing this podcast right now. <laughs> Listen, I cannot help the fact that I am white. Um, yes, you can. <laughs> I, I, I am constantly concerned that someone's going to call me out one day about my knowledge of like Asian culture and my ident- the, the, the degree to which I identify with a lot of Asian culture and, and philosophy and martial arts. He can't but help I love can't it, help- you guys. He can't help love it. He's so white. I, I just, <laughs> that's true, too. Also, I can't help the fact that I literally grew up in a dojang. Like, yeah. That's where I was. If I wasn't at home or at school, I was probably there. That that is the unfortunately that is the culture that I know. So uh, it's okay. I I believe you. Sorry, I know. I just I, I'm sure at some point that day will come that I'll get called out for something that. Uh, It'll be that one German guy who's our fan. It will be the, <laughs> Yeah. I feel like most people are really good about understanding when someone is actually like misappropriating culture but i know that there's people that don't yeah and those are the ones that are loud <laughs> it's like oh, those are the geez. ones that that <laughs> make the other people that are trying to be allies look bad yeah we don't associate we don't associate the people that are just calling everyone out <laughs> yeah i feel we had it we we're going somewhere with this topic and then we decide like derailed immediately did no 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 i wanted to ask you to remember kung pao <laughs> Kung Pao, yes, that's where we went. Uh, yes, I do. I do remember Kung Pao. I haven't seen that in forever, but I saw it was on Prime or something, so I might rewatch it. But I haven't seen it in probably like 10 years. Oh, no, I have not seen Kung Pao. I'm thinking really? of... I'm thinking of Kung Fu Hustle. Hmm. That was and a Paper good Tigers, that one. Paper Tigers were also reminded me, while I was watching it, of... Because um, you know when they burn the little logo into their arms, mm-hmm. it reminded me of Beverly Hills Ninja <laughs> when he like also never saw it. Oh, <gasps> what? Okay, I don't Here's think I've thing. seen In Kung the... Fu Hustle, so I'll watch that. And you watch Beverly Hills Ninja. All right, deal. Kung Fu Hustle is really <laughs> funny, a really good martial arts comedy film that absolutely you should watch. Here's the thing: why I didn't watch Kung, uh, Beverly Hills Ninja? That came out in what the '90s when we were kids. Yes. Yeah. In that particular stage of my life, I was not hugely into comedy. What? You don't like really laughing? You don't like a good time? I, I, 
sorry let me rephrase i like comedy <laughs> i like a very specific kind of comedy and that one felt in that like for lack of better term really lowbrow comedy i guess that was just like it was too silly it was too dumb for me at the time yeah i that's, wanted that's that's how chris farley rolls <laughs> yeah it is so like it was not the comedy that i was into as a kid and especially with like i mean i i, I definitely had the um how do I... I'm trying to figure out the right words here. The typical 90s boy preferences of, like, I want the action film. I want a serious story. I want, like, you know, like I want a serious action, like, r- proper story. We're not, we're not you know, doing anything silly here. This is, this is serious stuff. That's what I wanted. Um, and I still... I, I, liked, I liked comedy, but, like, specific kinds of comedy, I guess. Um... And so Kung Fu, or sorry, not Kung Fu Ninja, uh, Beverly Hills Ninja, as a kid in the 90s, did not fit into that that tiny little sphere of what I wanted to watch. So no, I haven't seen it yet. I was, that was, I became a Saturday Night Live fan very early. So that's why I mm, have mm-hmm. been a longtime fan of that one. Sure. I mean, yeah, I was... And I'm pretty sure it was the 90s when I started martial arts. So, yeah. Yeah, because you started before me and then took a break around the time I started. Yeah, just like the Paper Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> except except we're, we didn't stop for 30 years and then come back as adults. We kept going into our adulthood, so we're better than them. That's right. Uh, I, I think so. Anyways, um, you know, Kung Fu Kung Fu Hustle was a f- that's a funny film. That one. Uh, when did that one come out? Now I'm curious. Kung Fu Hustle. When did that come out? I remember watching that with Daniel, um, who was a friend of mine in high school. Kung Fu Hustle. It was a super. Two thousand four. Okay. What is that? Okay, tell me about that one. So it's. I'm gonna be honest. It's it, it's kind of like um. It's a little erratic. The story a little bit. Like it's really hard to figure out who the main character is. Like you don't really know who the main character is until at like, the end of the film. Um, it's like. Yeah, like there's, there's definitely characters the whole time where you're like, oh, this guy's got to be the main character. Nope, he's dead. Uh, all right, it's got to be this guy. Uh, nope, guess not. Um, but she's got just some really silly... I'm trying to hear, where's the, where's the synopsis here? Tells the story of a murderous neighborhood gang, a poor village with unlikely heroes, an aspiring gangster's fierce journey to find his true self. Um, so yeah, like... Again, it had really over-the-top, really funny, but really good choreography. Um, and there were, like, a lot of really, again, paying homage to a lot of the old martial arts films, a lot of old, like, um, Crouching Tiger-style stuff. But there's a, I think this is this, um, I think this movie might, I might be thinking of Crouching Tiger for all I know at this point. But my, I think it's this movie where there's, like, a giant, a large wicker basket and they're they're walking around the edge of the basket sparring. Um, this is in Kung Fu Hustle. It's either Kung Fu Hustle or Crouching Tiger. I'll, I'll be honest, not, right now I'm getting them 
That's not Encroaching Tiger. Okay, then it's this movie. Uh, yeah, where there's like a wicker basket and they're like walking along the, the rim of the basket to spar each other. So like really over the top, funny, but interesting, fun to watch stuff. There's like a giant basket for some reason. I don't remember why. They got a big wicker <laughs> basket. And they're, they're sparring so in the basket. Um, but yeah, like there's like, it's just, there's a guy who, or there's like um, uh, a lady who's like a, not a hotel, but like a, a group home landlord lady. And she's like the super intimidating martial artist um, who more often than not, her fighting style involves just like slapping people with her shoe. <laughs> um, she's got like, she's got like a cigarette in her mouth. She's like got like a grumpy like expression on her face. Um, there's a different part, a scene where she's like, they're, her and some other guy um, save some dude and they're running away, but it does like the whole like cartoony kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog, like boom, they're gone, uh, run away uh, because they're they're just so strong. Um, like it's really silly. It's, it's real dumb. Um, but like a different kind of dumb that I really liked at, at that point. Um, that's how I feel about Jackie Chan movies. I love Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan has also got a really, I think in my opinion, a really winning formula for martial arts comedy. Yeah. Which is, which explains why he's had the success he's had, I guess. It's true. But it's like, like he even works it into the, into the choreography. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I think, I think that's what makes him unique compared to the other, like, uh, movies that are like funny and also martial arts themed but mm-hmm. it was it's like you know he'll he'll like kick up this pan and then slap the person with the pan <laughs> you know like little things like that mm-hmm. so like even the choreography is funny but it's also very impressive mm-hmm. yeah no i i definitely yeah like the times that he's used like a ladder that like for some reason this ladder has fallen around his head around his, his shoulders <laughs> okay yeah. roll with it you know, he's flinging a ladder around now. Okay, gets rid of the ladder. Watching, what else is what else is around? Watching movies as a child gave me an unrealistic expectation of how many times I'll be trapped in something. <laughs> <laughs> like where my body will be trapped in something. Yeah. Or like so it's the same idea as like when you know, have you seen that meme where it's like quicksand is not as big of a threat as I thought it would be? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Like yeah. you just think you're gonna come across it because of the amount of times it's you see it on TV, but it's <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like that was also like part of my my vision when I got into martial arts as a kid was the amount of times that that I thought it would be useful in like a, a Jackie Chan type scenario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, oh, do you remember? The sh- do you, did you ever watch um, this cartoon when we were kids, uh, Jackie Jackie Chan Adventures? Oh. That rings a bell, but I can't. But it like a vague bell. <laughs> okay, it was a really good cartoon. It was Jackie Chan. So like Jackie Chan voiced, like the main character was Jackie Chan as, not as himself and not as an actor, but all the same. It was Jackie Chan, and uh, um, I forget what his actual profession was in the show, um, but like he had this friend who was like. A spy, I guess. Anyways, and then like Jackie Chan's uncle was like, kind of like a Shinto Tao m- m- 
spiritualist, mis- mis- uh, mystic kind of person. The whole deal of the show was like there was this gang who wanted these 12, 12 talismans. And they're like, you know, things like this big. And they had like, each one had a symbol of the one of the 12 zodiac animals. And they could uh, imbue powers uh, upon whoever was using them. And so it was all martial arts comedy and slapstick humor, and uh, but in cartoon form. Um, it was very much Jackie Chan style of like martial arts comedy and humor, but f- more geared towards kids and uh, in a cartoon, uh, which is really fun to watch. So yeah, I feel like me going into martial arts as a, a kid at like ten or eleven years old, however old I was, you know, loving Jackie Chan films and watching that cartoon, I feel like I had this image of like that was what I was going to use this for somehow. <laughs> uh, uh, just because you know, as a ten-year-old, you're you're not wise to how the world actually works. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, yeah. My 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 um, perception of martial arts and the frequency of quicksand, quicksand in cities uh, is uh, was very much I was lied to. The only thing like relatively similar that to TV that's ever happened to me in real life was like. Remember in elementary school, some this boy was like running at me in a rage, and I was like, "Oh God!" And he, as soon as he got up to me, I dropped to the ground and kicked him over, over myself. You know, he like you nice. so often see that in movies and such. Mm-hmm. But, and then, and then I got up and it was like, "What just happened?" And I remember thinking like, as if that actually happened just now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was weird. To be fair, I egged him on, but that's okay. i can only think of like i know as an adult you know obviously we 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 teach you know to to avoid situations or to um diffuse them and and talk your way down and definitely if i've ever if ever there's been a case of someone getting aggressive like i've defaulted to that the only case where i can actually think of actually sort of doing something was one time Two times, technically, um, when I worked at the airport, because um, I worked, I worked for it was a year and a half, almost two years, as ground crew at the airport. Um, and, yeah, that was uh, a good time. Because remember that time I saw you, I was like, yeah. I saw you in the jetway. That was really funny. That's right. I was like, you hey, in, like, it's Vegas or something. Woo, Vegas. Yep. Um, I do remember that. That was like, I think that was. Was that right before you actually came back to class? Or was that after you started coming back to the, to the, to the dojang? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Around yeah. the same time, I think. Yeah. Because yeah, it wasn't long after high school. Um, I was doing that. Anywho. I was there. And I was doing... The, there were a lot of long shifts. A lot of 10-hour days or 12-hour days um, working that job. And there was one of my first 10-hour shifts. I was there. And it was nighttime. I was tired. I'm not entirely thinking straight at this point. It was like, like I said, it was my first time doing like a ten-hour shift. It was not like consciously. Pro- I was just like going through the motions. I knew what to do. And I was just doing things and just going through. And uh, I was on the ramp. There's a plane coming in, so I was at, at the gate. I got everything set up and you know, whatever got everything going. I was waiting for the rest of the crew to, crew to arrive, and I'm just standing there and uh, zoning out a little bit because again I was tired. And one of the guys. Who knew I did martial arts 
He kept wanting, kept asking me that he wanted, he wanted to test me. He wanted to see what I could do. And I just kept being like, no, f- off. Um, censor that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I sat in there and I didn't fully register the fact that he came out of the building and he was trying to hide under the, uh, the shadow of the bridge, the jetway and come up on me. And I, I didn't fully, like, I kind of registered the fact that he was there, but not fully. Cause again, I was tired. I was really, really tired. And so he kind of comes around th- the shadow of the, of the jet, jetway and just, yeah, just the same, ooh, punch my mic. The same thing just kind of like charges at me and tries to like arms are trying to push me. And I remember he wasn't moving terribly fast. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of like, just does this charge push and it was just kind of like a, oh Aaron's there I just move a little bit and push his arms away and I go to like I think at the time at the club we were doing a lot of self-defense stuff and like that involved the theoretical kicking out of knees um so I kind of like move over and like I'm parrying him away and I bring my leg up to like kick him in the shin and then I kind of realize that I'm at work and I'm wearing steel toes, and if I kick him in the shin, I'm going to have to get, like, get ridden up and have to deal with that at work. I don't want to deal with that. So is it all going through it, your head in this moment? I think so. I don't remember. Again, I was really tired. It was a long time ago. I do remember, like, I moved away, I parried, and then I went to, like, kick him, and then instead I just, like, stomped my foot in front of him. Um, but that didn't stop him. He kept trying. Which was dumb. Huh. Yeah, no, like, the next two days... I'd be like loading luggage into the plane. I turn around and he's behind me. Okay, go. She'd be like, oh my go god, away. <laughs> go away. I'm sure he's been beaten up since. It's possible. <laughs> he's tall though. He he's, he's got he's got like a good. Um, he he can look intimidating enough. I think he can probably take care of himself. He's that means he's easy to trip. That is true. As a tall guy, as a someone six foot four, it is easy to trip me. <laughs> I fall. I fall by myself. I don't need anyone to trip me. So if you're ever fighting Thomas, just sweep the leg, <laughs> as as they say. But yeah. What are the kinds of? I'm trying to think what else there is from martial arts comedy that uh, I've seen lately. I think it's I under. This uh, hmm, go ahead. I remember this one guy, who I saw in America's Got Talent. But I can't remember mm-hmm. his name. Oh. But I went back and rewatched it because it was so funny. But he wasn't doing... It's like he was performing based on martial arts concepts, but wasn't actually doing martial arts. And sure. he was he was just like this total nerd and he's on stage and he has a, he's like a helper guy with him. And he's talking to the audience or talking to the judges and every now and then he, st- he looks back over his shoulder and looks back over his shoulder I and, remember then, that now. and then the judge one of the judges is like what are you doing that for and he's like oh you always got to be prepared <laughs> you always got to know your surroundings and he's just i do he's remember just that standing now. there talking about on stage looking over his shoulder and then like he has he had one move where he like picks up dirt and blows it in the guy's face or something yeah he had like a bag of sand or a bag of dirt on him didn't he yeah, and then he like threw it in the guy's face when he was like doing his demonstration. <laughs> it wasn't like actual martial arts techniques, but it was like stuff like that. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And then I don't I actually, I can't remember if he made it through or not, but I, I just remember watching this audition. It was just the best thing ever. 
I've actually seen a couple of people doing martial arts stuff on on similar talent shows. I can't watch those talent shows anymore. I used to watch I, to a certain I degree. Liked, I liked the I liked them uh, back in the day when I had cable, but but it was like because I thought it was more interesting than because there's so many karaoke ones, you know, like American Idol mm-hmm. and The Voice and all that, and they're all the mm-hmm. same. Like and and it's like why are we singing? And also another. Oh, this is a big tangent now, but I was like, I got to rant go. about this. But the, it's like they're all the same, but none of them require the contestants to actually write their own music. That's why I call it True. karaoke mm-hmm. contests, because it's like, this isn't isn't the mark of a really good artist also their ability to write the music? They should make them write a little, because they're only singing for like a minute tops. Like, there's I don't think there's any reason if they were if they're getting offered a million dollar recording contract. I don't think there's any reason they can't write a minute worth of song each week mm-hmm. or something like that. Should, like no show has done that. Anyway, no, so that's point. why that's what I really liked about America's Got Talent and Canada's Got Talent was that it's it's uh, Canada's Got Talent, which I've worked on before. Nice, but yeah, and it was like, yeah, that there was there was a more variety of stuff going on. So I did I did really enjoy those uh those performances where people were you know doing doing more acrobatic things and like more physically demanding things it was just more interesting to me mm-hmm. well that's fair um no i i i didn't mind those shows the the talent ones when they came out i watched a little bit i i couldn't watch them too much but like i've seen a few martial arts versions or clips of martial artists on those shows and yeah, I think you get the people who are really good or you get the people that are really bad. And there's no middle ground. Uh, we're talking about the martial artists that go on those shows. And I, I, seen, I, I saw one where there's a guy, he might have been in a split, which is impressive. Like a full-size split on like chairs, which is impressive. Uh, I can't do that. My hips are not that flexible anymore. Uh, I'm working on it. Um, but probably will never get back to a full-size split any, anymore. But... Um, was in a full size split and he had like bricks or boards or something in front of him and he was like smacking himself in the head with them trying to break them I don't remember if there even was a point to what he was doing there maybe just to be like I can break this with my head while I'm in a split I don't know it's just but, a total shock value situation mm-hmm. I think actually Matthew Page, Master Ken, was on one of those shows at one point. Like, he took the Master Ken character onto one of those talent shows. Oh, I gotta um, look that up. I think he did, and I think they didn't, like, he didn't get past the edition. Like, they didn't like him. They thought, oh, this, this, this would never be popular. This would never, this would never go anywhere. Um, and he didn't, uh, he didn't get anything. Um, which, obviously, they were wrong, but... Yeah. I do feel like there's probably... Um, Kind of like what we said about the the martial arts scene, the the Rex Kwando scene in, in Napoleon Dynamite, it definitely feels like it's really hard to make martial arts comedy that doesn't appeal just to martial artists. Yeah, that's true. Right, like I've shown Master Ken videos to other people that aren't martial artists, uh, or or who are are semi into the martial arts industry. Like I've shown them to my parents, for example. And my parents they giggled that that was funny. They, they enjoyed it because, like I said, I, 
they've been taking me to martial arts classes since I was 10. Like they're, they've been involved in the martial arts community. They know things about martial arts in, in that respect. So they got some of the jokes. I think they're hilarious because, again, they, that's, that's, that's what I do like, every day. I, I get all the jokes. I think they're all hilarious. They're all funny. But I've seen people, who, too, who aren't involved in martial arts at all, who just, it falls flat. They don't get it. Um, that's because they're with Master Ken. There's a lot of inside joke situations, right? It, his like especially. You, his are very much like that. Yeah, it's a niche market yeah. for sure with him. Hmm. Yeah, his, I guess his are kind of an extreme scenario, extreme uh, example of that. Of like, it, his his style of doing that comedy is funny if you are in that niche, if you get the jokes. Um, which I think Paper Tigers did a good job of like martial artists will enjoy it and if you're not martial artists I think that you'll still really enjoy this film yeah my my boyfriend liked it and he was like and he's not su- really involved mm-hmm. cool yeah I'm trying to get uh, I, t- I told a friend of mine about it um, out here so I think he's going to give it a watch I think he'll enjoy it but again he works in film so he likes to watch all the things and uh, he'll probably do the same as you and like pick out things that I didn't notice in it because film people, you just keep doing this to me. <laughs> my, my, my wife, because of her involvement with film and the way she views films now, she's very rarely surprised by narratives in, in, in film and movie yeah. and, and books even. She's, like, she's, all, she's always kind of guessing the twists and things before they happen, which never used to happen to me. Never used to happen. It's starting to happen now. We're like, we're watching something and I will, I, just because I've, you know, been married to her for a hot minute now. Um, so I get, you know, I talked to her about it and, and learned her way of seeing these things. It started happening where we'll watch something and I'll be like, oh, this is the thing that's going to happen. And it happens. And at some point, I'm not sure when I started actually looking at things that way. I used to just like, I don't care. I'm not trying to like guess anything. I just want to watch a story and have someone tell a story to me and sit here and eat candy. Um, <laughs> let's be honest here. Uh, nutrition is not one of my strong suits. Um, but yeah, that's all I want to do. And now I'm like still doing that, but I'm also like, oh, is he? Is he the villain? Is he actually the villain? Oh, is this gonna happen? Oh, maybe this is. Hey, we watched. We watched Men in Black International uh, a couple days ago. And like, I guessed one of the twists actually before my wife did, which never happens. Um, I think that's when I realized that I started doing this. Like, and I wasn't, I'm not sure how long it's been happening, but that's when I like actually like clued into the fact that, oh yeah, I've, I've been doing this now. You filmed Is that people. the new one? You're doing this to me. Yeah, it's the newest one with um, Thor Chris. and Valkyrie. Yeah, I uh, I haven't seen that one. It's not but bad. it sounds it's predictable. Film. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean like there were there were a couple of things that I guessed. I think because one thing because I know one twist about one of the characters that I guessed partially because I think that ca- that actor is starting to get typecasted a little bit. So I I guessed a twist for that actor's character. It was a good movie though. I thought it was. It's still funny. It's still. It's definitely a good Men in Black film to me. I liked it. Power Rangers, because we could call that a martial arts comedy. 
comedy, not on purpose. Yeah, it's kind of a, like jujitsu. Um, <laughs> it's not an intentional comedy. Is it? Exit. I don't know. Which one? Like Power Rangers. It is like it's stupid, but it's really. I, feel over like the, I don't. I also feel like they're trying to make it like cool, you know. I also haven't really seen it in so question. long. Oh, yeah, like I boy, wonder if I, they realize how stupid they are. Have I actually, out of like morbid curiosity, I did actually rewatch the first episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, like <laughs> years ago. I rewatched it just because I was like, you know what? I I need to know how bad was this actually. It was not good. It no. it wasn't. There's there's literally a line. The 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 only line I really stuck with me from rewatching that episode was after the Power Rangers get their powers and they're they're sent off to go fight whoever uh, uh, Rita's summoned this time or the first time. Um, so the the you know they're the little like light colored light balls they're flying through the through the air to wherever they're going. And uh, there's one line where one of them says, "Guys, what's going on?" Or something along those lines. Where are we going? What's going on? And another, another one of them says, guys, we're going to save the world. And that is the legitimately the line in the show. Guys, we're going to save the world. As though it's some kind of revelation. Like, this is, this is what's happening. You ask the question, what are we doing? This is what we're doing. We're saving the world now. It was just, it was really didn't hold up. <laughs> I don't. It's possible that it wasn't supposed to. Yeah, probably not. It was a kids' show, anyways. So it was a hundred percent. That one was unquestionably like a a, a young children's show um, that was probably not meant to be watched by adults. There's like the odd adult that still likes it for nostalgic reasons, but like I I know it, one. I don't I don't think that it's has that same like underground following. Like I feel like. Some kids' shows end up having an underground adult following. Like, it's well, some, still very some popular, kids, but it's not... Yeah. Some kids' shows... Like a, I find some kids' shows have a really good ability to, like, write something that is super good for children, for children to to watch for, for the purpose of just entertainment and for learning, whatever, but at the same time has all the elements that an adult would want in a show, like good story, good animation or, or visual, if it's live action, whatever it may be. There are some kids shows that do a really good job of that, of like, there's something here for adults and something here for kids and you can both watch this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, Power Rangers has more of a following than I think you might think. Like, yeah, like I have a friend here who is super into Power Rangers still. Uh, I don't think he watches the show, but like, um, the comics are supposed to be actually really good. He reads them, I believe. Um, supposedly the comic books are actually really good. Um, they recently, a couple of years ago, released like a Power Rangers board game that uh, he bought, as well as like several of the expansions for. Um, it's a fun game, actually. He's actually super into Power Rangers still. Um, and like the the adult, um, um. The content that they released geared for it for the adults, the, the the people that grew up watching as kids, that are adults now. He he he's really into that stuff that they make. Um, that's that's designed for his age group. But hmm. I don't know. Thank you for listening to the High Frequency Kicks podcast. Remember to subscribe on your favorite streaming service and give us a like. <laughs>